bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody! Welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Yeah, and the reality show is called Keeping It Real with <laughs> JoJo and Kiki in the motherfucking White House. Oh. I mean, the inauguration just comes and goes. It just came and went. And here we are. Here we are. Are they just in there like business as usual? Yeah, I think that they, well, first of all, I think that Jill and Joe and Doug and Kiki yeah. got down in the White House oh, you and in the all, mansion. They've all fucked. 100. <laughs> Do you think they did it the night of the inauguration? Uh, within 48 hours. Yes. I was more curious if they got drunk that night. I feel like they have to literally, they went for the inauguration to work. Right. So the I feel like the... Well, they the did ability go, to get they drunk went, is they went directly, as we know, from the inauguration to work. But yeah. then that night they yeah. did party. I'm thinking there was cocktails or something. I yeah. don't know that they got so drunk where they were wearing sunglasses and were hung over the next morning. Right. But I think that they definitely had to break in the 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 the, yeah. the rooms. They had to and celebrate and look at each other and go, can you fucking believe this shit? Also, do you think Trump was here? Let's shit on it. Yeah. And rub our buttholes on it. I like to imagine, now that you mention it, that Kamala Harris was giving the Maya Rudolph with the glasses and the Mai Tai with the hair blowing, you know, the next day. Yeah. Just for funs. I mean, well, we've gotten a ton of nice gifts and cards. Oh, my God. So many. So many. So we're just going to we're going to slowly parcel them out mm-hmm. throughout the next i mean we have christmas cards we still haven't read but my birthday <laughs> happened it was the day before the inauguration so we're just gonna we what can we do we're just gonna do as many gifts as we can fit into this beginning segment people spend a lot of time and they're very thoughtful and take a lot of money and just just they're out of their hearts to send us things so we can't let it no just go and by. you know what i don't want to talk about politics <laughs> i want to talk about gifts that's all i want to talk about yeah okay so Meow meow. Christy Coke organized a digital card that mm. a bunch of our Patreon subscribers signed for me. Yes. And they wrote such nice messages. Like, I don't know if Christy told them to do this or if it's like a thing from this card company, but a bunch of them sort of wrote like their favorite like brandy quotes from right. the Patreon. Right. And I got to say, it really hit the spot. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was delighted by my own self. I was delighted by their delight i was like this is just what a wonderful wonderful gift on my i was like loving reading it the Mm -hmm. patreon crew is just i mean something else i'm so i'm just so grateful for it you know it's Mm -hmm. like i don't know if it takes a pandemic but 
it's right there. It's right. It's just right there. So some people put pictures of our DGP babies. Like yes. Gemma put Penelope and Ashley put Ryder. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then people put um, memes of Paris Hilton and Keanu, which also touched my heart. Come on. I mean, I mean they're, they, they're, they're pieces of you. So sweet. So special. Okay, so then Aaron Cordova, our Chick-fil-A brother from another mother, and I'm quite sure a part-time model because we have his picture here with Sean Mendez and the guy's straight up fucking hot. Plus, we met him at our live show in L.A. He got me a hot pink Balenciaga keychain, okay, that Whoa. will have Johnny losing his gay pimp mind. <laughs> so sexy, so Whoa. sweet. It's, I love hardware. It, it has the hardware. I love hardware. Anything that makes your keys heavier. Yeah, I you love know? that. I've got business. I've got yeah. business to attend it's, to with my keys. Which is great. Well, Aaron said, Brandy, I'm riding this drunk. So cheers. I hope your birthday is as lovely and sexy as you are. Thank you for remaining a bad bitch. It helps the rest of us to be the same. Love you 100, Aaron Cordova. Aaron. Uh, 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 love you uh, 100. I'm just going to assume it's from him and Sean Mendez. You know, yeah, well, that's all together, I can do. Well, you should because, you know. Aaron's the gift giver of the couple and Sean just yeah. sort, of, sort of is just like, thank you for doing that for me, babe. Yeah, you know, I think so. I think you're right. Then I got a haul of Ulta gift cards from Devin Verana. And that's really sweet because Devin's going through like a hard time mm -hmm. and um, she lost her dad. And it's just just to even be communicating with Devin. It's really a lot of people are going through stuff and we love Devin and Dione. <laughs> from across the pond, an Ulta gift card. And Sasha Flick and Julie Lang. I mean, if only Ulta did um, <laughs> Botox and fillers and lasers mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and hair transplants and lipo and, and everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, when are they going to start doing cosmetic surgery at Ulta? Because they right will. now, all I can do is plan to spend all of Forever 21 in Peter Thomas Roth 24 <laughs> karat gold eye patches. Oh, Alta doesn't know that it's got their next Phyllis Goldman of Chico's is on their way. You know what I mean? And that's you. Well, then Julie Lang came through with our favorite gift that nails it every time, which is two giant boxes filled with Kleenex. Okay. All total, I think she got us 30 boxes of Kleenex. And when we opened it, I fell onto <laughs> my knees. When you've got nibs and IBS now, and all the problems. You have IBS. Mm -hmm. And then I have nose IBS. Mm -hmm. But it's all because of dumpling. The next gift is for someone to come here with a courier to pick up dumpling. You had How dare a, you. you had an episode of, of nibs, of, it was, of nose IBS. It was crazy. On our Patreon podcast. Yeah. And unlike me, you sneezed, you coughed, you blew your nose, you dive bombed 40 Kleenexes at the trash, missed them all until there was a graveyard of nibs Kleenexes surrounding the trash. So Julie Lang, I guess, just felt the pain. Yeah, I guess she did. And she knew that we needed it. And like, you know, I know that I sniffle and whatever sometimes and will <laughs> clear my throat and blah, blah, blah. And I know it's disgusting and grotesque and no one no, wants to hear it. You burped on that episode too, by oh, the way. I, some, sometimes I just feel so comfortable. I just feel so comfortable. And um, I knew, I knew even then. I was like, <laughs> whoa, I couldn't even, every time I breathed, my nose was running out of my nose. Yeah, and you were sneezing. Oh, my God. Now, what's funny, and this is just neither here nor there, Allie McHaley had made us, she, we have a tissue box because our nibs is legendary. Yeah. It's legendary. Yeah. And the tissue box is so great. It's like a wood laser cut wooden tissue box that says drugs on one side. So there's that on one side. I don't need your notes, babe. 
and then it has our podcast um, yeah. promo pick on one side. Allie, when we got Julie Lang's 35 boxes of Kleenex, <laughs> we realized that the, the laser cut tissue box doesn't fit puffs. Bizarre. How weird is that? Very weird. That uh, the puffs box yes. is... Bigger. Uh, what is it? A couple centimeters? It can't. It can't it's uh, it's uh, negligent, it's, really. It, you would never be able to tell that the difference between Kleenex and puffs. And now we know because it expanded the Kleenex yeah. box. So then it, I went into a whole thing where I organized all of the Kleenex branded tissue into an area because I we will not use anything but this <laughs> this box in while we do the podcast. Right. And so then oh, we're going to yes. use all of Julie Lang's puffs mm -hmm. all around the rest of the house. Mm -hmm. And they're everywhere. Glorious. And I just feel like, Glorious. I mean, I feel like Paris Hilton. Yeah. This is what, this is luxuriating, yeah. Alf. Mm -hmm. This is luxuriating. It's like having a TV in the kitchen, in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like when you're at like the win and you can watch the TV like from the toilet. That's how I feel. I'm like, there isn't anywhere I can't go. Where my nibs won't will get me down because I will grab a fucking tissue. Yeah, everywhere. So thank you, Julie Lang. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's transformed our lives. And you know what? Let me say this too. During Corona 21, mm -hmm. you want to hoard the tissue when you go to the store. And you can. Mm -hmm. You can't just pop through the grocery store or the drugstore and and do a quick 10 boxes of clean. You You're going to get the evil eye. Yep. You're going to get... The yep. feeling through a mask that, oh, no, no. that you're a douche. Now you can only take two boxes of Kleenex yeah. and one thing of toilet paper before you get. And God forbid someone actually confront you and go, this is too much. And then I go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. I need it for my nips. <laughs> How dare you? You don't know me. You don't know my life. So it was already more than perfect because now we don't have to get into a full physical Karen fight with That's someone right. with a Kleenex at right. the store. Excuse me, this person is on me. <laughs> I'm not to be told I can't buy tissues. I have a medical condition. I need these tissues. I will not be told I have to not buy tissues. My nose <laughs> is the best thing about me. And you are making me feel terrible. <laughs> I should never feel bad for one second. Yeah, we should go to the town halls. Or some dumb Karen is standing there like, I don't want to have to wear a mask. And then we come up, Your Honor, I want to be able to hoard 39 boxes of tissues if I so fucking choose from Rite Aid. Okay? If I'm going to go to Dwayne Reed and there just so happens to be 13 boxes there to buy, I want to be able to buy them. I don't want restrictions on my Kleenex buying. Regulation is killing this country. Without small government, we will not be allowed to have the Kleenex we want. Fine. Yeah, you definitely can't have an abortion and don't fucking even think about being gay. But we want small government and that includes you taking your hands out of my Kleenex. Hi, Kleenex rights, 17,000 amendment, 12 amendment, 12 amendment. Yeah, get your hands out of my Kleenex. Get your hands out of my Kleenex. So one of our longtime 14 listeners, Eva St. Surin, mm -hmm. sent us an updated Christmas card of her and her beautiful, gorgeous family. And again, <laughs> you know how I'm I'm refurbishing and reorganizing the Drug Done yeah. Bulletin Board. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, Eva, her family is one that I was like, is Eva still listening or is she over us? <laughs> uh -huh. Have we become too insufferable mm -hmm. during the Rona? And she just had to be like, I got a dip. These two. And yet here she is. Dear Julian Brandy, Money 20 was a total bust, but I'm positive I only survived this year because of DGP and Patreon episodes. 
On the card is my husband, Vladimir, my son, Darcy, and my daughter, Kennedy. Now, I don't think we ever knew their names. Her husband's, do you think she calls him Vlad? I hope so. She's like, oh, Vlad. Like, oh, Vlad. <laughs> we, you're and, a Vlad, Vlad the Impaler, and I'm every <laughs> citizen of Turkikistan. Well, Eva, 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 Eva is always like a name in like a romance novel too. Oh my God, Vladimir and Eva. He was the premier (laughs) Vladimir the Impaler from Transylvania. So their first picture where they sent us their first Christmas card, the boys are in denim. And the girls are in like a pale pink right. and they're in like, they're like sitting on bales of hay. And I'm like, cut <laughs> the shit. <laughs> she says, this year I added my blind diabetic dog, Whoopi, and mean fucking cat, Fiona, because I love when Julie narrates as dumpling. And Brandy yells at the puppas to cut the shit. In fact, cut the shit. I do hear you guys <laughs> doing something. We live in Clinton, Pennsylvania, which is completely saturated with Trump signs. See, hold on. Dumpling. <laughs> Dumpling? Dumpling, no. He's incessantly meowing. You, I know you want mayonnaise, but you cannot <laughs> have it now, Dumpling. We live in Clinton, Pennsylvania, which is completely saturated with Trump signs and narrow-minded Republicans. But I can be proud to be a resident of Pittsburgh, PA again, because Forever 21 will be all about JoJo and Kiki. I hope you love your WAP candle. Happy holidays. Love, Eva St. Surin. Um, hope we enjoy the WAP candle. It is... So fucking cute. <laughs> Even the, the the container that it came in, mm-hmm. it smells so good. Yep. It smells like our wops. Yep. Gwyneth Paltrow could never. This is mm. our wops. It's good. it's like mm. I'm so happy they're still listening. Oh, I'm so excited for our Vlad <laughs> WAP candle. Love you, Eva. Thank you so much. And now we have Darcy and Kennedy. Oh, just so many children who will grow up to take care of us in our old age yeah, homes. How gorgeous. Delightful. They're all models. All models. Now, meow, meow. Yeah. A, a very special gal named Hannah Van Vliet. Okay. Sent us a huge box of international treats from Wellington, New Zealand. Oh, God. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> just got this candy here. Sent to you guys. Thought you'd like it. Hope you do. Don't know why you wouldn't. Now, do you remember what we did? We were basically one year ago this week, probably in Wellington, New Zealand. I know, it's insane. Pandemic was nothing but a a glimmer right in my throat because I'm quite sure I had corona (laughs) at that time. Do you know what we did Uh, in Wellington? We went to a coffee shop where you had IBS in the bathroom. I was an old toilet and I took shit. Right, (laughs) right, right. I forgot about that. And Uh, then I made you run away. You're forgetting a main thing. I'm glad me taking a shit in the toilet from the 1800s and then running out and being like, get your shit. Let's go. Get your coffee. You're like, my ass. No, no. Leave the flat white. Well, tell me, what what were we doing? We went to this like movie studio where they did a lot of oh, costumes. Weta. The Weta um, where they do like Lord of the Rings and where Peter Jackson's like creature shop, basically. Right. So we did that. We were like, whatever. Meanwhile, here's a little tidbit for everyone. There are these huge Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. big creatures. The, the goblins. And they're enormous. And you stand and Julie and I are doing like super dorky fucking <laughs> photo ops with these things. Mm-hmm. And we're like having them hold us. And I'm like, Julie, kiss it on the cheek and all this shit. And somebody comes up and is like, hey, were you in the Sopranos to Julie? I'm like, oh, my good God. 
And it's like this person's like, oh my god, I'm just rewatching like all the seasons, and like Crazy. it was so hilarious. That's the kind of shit that sticks in my head. Even in a different part. Oh, we were going to see Babe and Bondi mm. in Bondi Beach, uh-huh. and somebody in the coffee shop recognized you from Curb. Oh, that's right. Right. This, all Australia right. to me is like all the places that Julie was recognized or people would know <laughs> people's couch that. or anything. Hilarious. Well, no, but Mad Mount, then the thing was with Wellington mm-hmm. is that me and you then went on a hike. We didn't buy a tour. We didn't plan it. We took an Uber to this mountain oh, yeah. called Mount Victoria and we just like went for it. We're like, fuck it. Let's just go up into a mountain that we have no idea where we're going and look for places where they filmed the movie <laughs> without, the a, without a fucking map. I'm yep. on my phone. Yep. trying to figure out and we literally found we found the tree where Bilbo Baggins is reading at the beginning <laughs> of the first movie and you got on it and I we both got on it then it's the part where the shadow king is chasing them <laughs> down the road and they're like don't get off the road and then they have to get off the road and they go under the tree trunk and there's all bugs start coming through the earth and whatever and we went to that and there was a shirtless drifter laying in it yep. and then we were just we stood away and we were like huh did he, does he know it's, did he, is he here for the same reason oh, yeah. we are? Mm-hmm. But he was. He sure was. And we all, um, we did hand him our phone, which I thought was probably not the best idea. Right. Like, he, if he runs off with it, well, more power to him. He was taking pictures with a camera, with a little camera, <laughs> right? camera took, from 1999. And then you know we know pulled I mean? out, yeah, he handed us a camera and yeah. we handed him our yep. phone. Yep. And then we all took pictures of each other. Yes, we did. And I, I had forgotten that that was in yeah. Wellington. Wellington. So I'm glad you brought that up because that's that was a delightful, delightful, wonderful day. And I must say, as a hike goes, it's a beautiful mountain mm-hmm. above this city. Gorgeous. A dirt road a, a, or dirt path and it's all trees and leaves. But it's and- surrounded by the city below. Like yes. you look down yes. at the city of Wellington. It's yeah. like nothing you could. Because, yeah. you know, you go on Runyon and yeah. it's like. Can you see through the smog? Right, not really. And right. it's not like that. It's right. a, it is really, really, really gorgeous. Yeah. So Hannah sent her picture and she's adorbs. And I don't know who this little gal is with her, but let's hope they make sweet, beautiful love to each other. <laughs> Dear Julie and Brandy. Hi, gu- hi guys. I've been <laughs> wanting to send you guys some New Zealand treats for ages. And Julie's inspirational haiku Finally gave me the motivation I needed. I hope the chocolate isn't too melted and I won't be offended if you hate some of them. I don't want to get too sappy. Otherwise, I'll get embarrassed later and regret it. But I've been following along from in your box office. Still hilarious, by the way, to people's couch to now. And you guys just never fail to pick me up when I'm down. And I love you all to bits. Keep keeping it real like I know you will. Aloha. Hannah, P.S. Sorry, the antique Wellington toilets failed you. <laughs> <laughs> and the card has the little kiwi birds on it. And it's just ugh. we loved all of the chocolate. The I chocolate, gotta say, all the chocolate. It was like chocolate caramel covered popcorn. Oh uh, my god, mm. Willy Wonka chocolates, chocolate almond, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate with orange, chocolate with jelly. Cho- there's it just chocolate with everything. Our fave Cadbury chocolate. Cadbury is mm-hmm. my favorite. Now we have a new favorite called Whitaker. Mm-hmm. She sent all this baller Whitaker. Yep. We don't know if it's like New Zealand chocolate if it's european it's super beautiful yep and she sent bagel crisps with marmite (laughs) and we like things with fucking brown australian salty spread on it like we are because we're australian slash new zealand at heart i mean what can i say we just are we are we are it's in our heart but the coup de gras the coup de gras now a little backstory is that on our patreon podcast Meow meow. She wrote a haiku. <laughs> now I would say it was it was a joint effort, but I would 
uh, classify myself more as an editor, which is just normally the case. And you were really the creative uh, mastermind behind the haiku. Mm. And it nails all the high drama <laughs> that is you. So she made a cross stitch. It's framed. The title of the haiku is Traction Lever. Okay, everyone? <laughs> Traction Levers, which was the name oh, of levers. the haiku. Okay. The, the whole thing is it's got WAP on it, little pills, drugs, cigarettes, <laughs> mushrooms, marijuana, stamp with a alien. And it's just the colors are great. It's like, a, I just love it. We love it. We absolutely love it. Here's the, here's the haiku. Traction Levers. Walk down Brown Earth Road. <laughs> Tripped forward on burning knees. Open eyes, full heart sky. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Wait, what is this haiku You're again? You're welcome. Like 575 five uh -huh. or something? Mm -hmm. You're I always welcome. think there should be one more after it. Read it again one more time, Memo. Walk down Brown Earth Road. Tripped forward on burning knees. Open eyes, full heart sky. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. The imagery wow. is unparalleled. You're welcome. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, you know, Amanda who? <laughs> exactly. Amanda who, national poet? <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> who? A, a queen of the haiku. No, I'm, yeah, exactly. Whoever made it, Joseph haiku. Listen. Just, I'm not exactly, having Exactly, Vladimir haiku. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> if you want to listen to amateur poetry read by professional orator like Julie, an amateur songstress as well you do songs. pretty much amateur everything doing it all and doing it all with verve with joie de vie with um uniqueness nerve and talent uniqueness nerve and talent so if you want to join the patreon if you're interested at all if you don't want to hear about politics if you don't want to hear about gifts if you don't want to hear about jojo and kiki go to patreon.com slash dumb gay politics and we do two hour long separate podcasts yep. every week without fail it's always different. And you know what? We thought traction levers didn't touch anyone's heart, but it went all the way to New Zealand and touched Hannah's heart. And now we have it forever in a cross stitch. And it is right up with like our most valuable possessions. Oh my God. It's amazing. All right. Now it's time for Jojo and Kiki. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine and put on your Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey. Jojo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. Jojo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die, turn, work. Jojo and Kiki. We are going to serve. And work. And turn. And hunt, hunt, honey. Well, it's the last week of the first month of Forever 21, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are now officially inaugurated and using their titles of President Jojo and Madam Vice President Kiki. Why Madam? By the way, I don't why, know why Madam Vi Madam <laughs> Vice President. Why can't it just be Vice President? I don't really know. They don't go Mr. Oh, yeah. Do they go Mr. Vice President, Mr. President, Mr. President? But they don't say it every time. I hope they stop using it because it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. The inauguration was gorgeous and touching and momentous and historical. Brandy came over at the crack of dawn because it started at 8 a.m. here. Um, and we were hungover because her birthday was the day before. And we just laid in bed and drank champagne and cried and laughed and made fun of QAnon tools who watched their Trump busting pedophile ring conspiracy theories slowly swirl down the toilet of their lives. 
It was iconic. It really was. There's nothing better than seeing millions of hillbillies getting <laughs> ratioed against the backdrop mm. of gorgeous, gorgeous girls from Michelle Obama to vice presidential grandnieces, Leela oh. and Amara. Mm. The eye candy was served yep. while justice was served. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and even though the Republicans have spent the past week pissing on our party parade, that one day was glorious and perfect. Yeah. And after the ceremony was over and they did the whole ceremonial walk to work, yes. Joe Biden to the West Wing to sign executive orders and Kamala Harris to the Senate chambers to preside over the swearing in of the new Georgia senators, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff and her replacement senator of California, Alex Padilla. This right here is literally the audio of Kamala Harris's first 30 seconds as vice president of the United States of America. <laughs> ben, hang on, let's listen in to Vice President Harris. Laughing. That was it. Laughing. We're sitting there waiting. Let's listen in to Vice President Harris and then laughing and it was like... And what she had just done was she had just released her own self as senator of California and was about to say that Alex Padilla was going to be the new senator. So she had had to say her own name. What made her laugh was that she was like, I am now, you know, stopping Kamala Harris from being senator. And then she was laughing and she's like, that does sound weird. That does sound weird. The energy. It's all the vibes. It's all the vibes. So while Kamala Harris has been hard at work doing who knows what, because the coverage has literally been wall to wall, Mitch McConnell cock blocking and Joe Biden's executive orders. There just hasn't been much detailing anything newsworthy, specifically to Kiki. So we'll just assume her contribution has been to every single executive order that JoJo signed this week. From Tuesday to Monday, there were a lot of them. 32, in fact. So here is the quick and dirty list of what each executive order does. One, the most recent executive order increases the government requirement for purchasing goods manufactured in America and closing loopholes allowing agencies to sidestep the Buy American mandate. So that's all about buying American. Great. Number two, reverses the Trump administration's ban on transgender Americans joining the military. <laughs> Eat shit, Republicans. Yep. Who were into that? Three, reverses Trump administration restrictions on collective bargaining power and worker protections for federal workers and laid the foundation for $15 minimum wage. That's fucking awesome. I mean, excuse, and which Amazing. Republicans don't want. No. They hate that minimum wage. It's too much money. This entire list is sticking it to Republicans. Yeah. That minimum wage has been on my mind. Like, I'm pretty stoked about it. It's awesome. Four, calls for assistance to those who are struggling to buy food, missed out on their stimulus checks, and or are unemployed. Perfect. I mean, great. Five, accelerates manufacturing and delivery of supplies for vaccination, testing, and personal protective equipment. I mean, why? These are all common sense. I like, know. Trump is such a fucking piece of shit. Six, directs FEMA to expand reimbursements to states to fully cover the cost for National Guard personnel and emergency supplies. Oh, interesting. There's a lot of things in here that are kind of like that. They're like executive orders pertaining to FEMA. It's kind of like basically saying, FEMA, you take all of the money that you're given in the budget and you go pay it to what I fucking tell you right. to pay it to. Right, okay? which is great. And Perfect. it's taking the, taking the burden off of states who wouldn't be able to afford yeah. that stuff. Seven, establishes the pandemic testing board to expand U.S. coronavirus testing capacity. Thank you. Eight, establishes a preclinical program to boost development of therapeutics in response to pandemic threats. Thank you. 
because I'm sure we just have a lifetime uh, ahead of us of oh, different yeah. pandemics For of sure. different types. 100. Nine, enhances the nation's collection, production, sharing, and analysis of coronavirus data. I'm sure the Trump administration was hoarding, not sharing, not giving. 10, directs FEMA to create federally supported community vaccination centers. Mm. Yeah, everything comes back to FEMA. 11, directs the Department of Education and HHS to provide guidance for safely reopening and operating schools, childcare providers, and institutions of higher education. Well, that's good. That's great. Number 12, calls on the Occupational Safety and Health Administration to release clear guidance on COVID-19, decide whether to establish emergency temporary standards, and directs Occupational Safety and Health Administration to enforce worker health and safety requirements. Well, that's important. Yeah. 13, requires mask wearing in airports and on certain modes of transportation, including many trains, airplanes, maritime vessels, and intercity buses. International travelers must provide proof of a negative COVID-19 test prior to coming to the U.S. Oh, thank you. That's great. 14, creates the COVID-19 Health Equity Task Force to help ensure an equitable pandemic response and recovery. 15, a presidential directive to restore America's leadership and support for the international pandemic response effort and to promote resilience for future threats and advance global health security and the global health security agenda. 16, launches a 100 days masking challenge. <laughs> Asking Americans to wear masks for 100 days requires masks and physical distancing in federal buildings on federal lands and by government contractors and urges states and local governments to do the same. We've been wearing masks now for, I would say, at least 250 days. At least. And or of maybe, course, yeah. every thirst bucket that loves a challenge, I'm sure we're going to be seeing that on Instagram and you yeah. know what I mean I've been yeah. wearing I haven't taken my mask off in 98 <laughs> days and it's like it's attached to me and uh, ice buckets 17 reverses Trump's decision to withdraw the United States from the World Health Organization and names Dr. Anthony Fauci the head of the delegation to the World Health Organization 18 creates the position of COVID-19 response coordinator reporting directly to Biden and managing efforts to produce and distribute vaccines and medical equipment. Dr. Burks was Trump's and she may be vying for the position again because she went on record saying that someone forged graphs and data that she never made. She's like going around doing this full press yes, tour. That's right. Which I don't know why she doesn't have a position. If Dr. Fucking dumb fuck Fauci gets to be there, I don't know why she doesn't. I, I absolutely agree. I as fire much the as, whole team or keep the whole team. As much as she didn't speak up, neither did he. No. So he's not a fucking hero. Sorry. No. She's not. Or I should say she's not a villain and he's not a hero. Right. They not, sucked when they were with Trump. They're they bottom sucked. feeding, yeah. dick sucking jizz mongers. Yep. And now they want to come correct. And it's like, OK, well, if Dr. Fauci's allowed to come correct where he's doing interviews without his glasses on, <laughs> then she should be allowed to come and fucking lose that scarf. And let's keep it real. Dr. Fauci makes the most money of any federal employee, including the president. 19. Extends the existing nationwide moratorium on evictions and foreclosures until at least March 31st. That's great. 20. Extends the existing pause on student loan payments and interest for Americans with federal student loans until at least September 30th. 21. Rejoins the Paris Climate Accord that Trump quit, a process that will take 30 days. Oh, I love that they're back in the Paris. And of mm -hmm. course, as we know, Ted Cruz said... Joining the Paris Climate Accord means we love the people of Paris more than we care about the people of Pittsburgh, because apparently he thinks the Paris Accord is an accord with actual Paris. Yeah, it's just about Paris and their environment, just um, not about anyone else, and didn't even have really anything to do with Paris as Obama invented it, and it was just a meeting that they held had there. in Paris. <laughs> 
22 cancels the Trump plan for the Keystone Extra Large Pipeline and directs agencies to review and reverse more than 100 Trump actions on the environment. Thank God. Fuck yeah. I know that Canada apparently is a little annoyed about this because they wanted the pipeline. Too bad, Justin Trudeau. Go put a pipeline in your area. <laughs> go put a pipeline in go, your area. Go put a pipeline in your area. <laughs> and also, you're going to hear a lot of Republicans and conservatives talking about how this is going to take away from our energy independence. We are no longer trying to be our own supplier of fossil fuels and harmful fracking and gas and coal. We want to fucking get away from energy sources that are killing the environment and killing our people. That Keystone Pipeline was a fucking toxic wasteland mm-hmm. that was going to ruin the wildlife, ruin the land, and ruin the water supply yeah. for everyone who lived around there. Yeah. And they were going to grow a third arm yes. and they weren't going to give a fuck if they had fucking an energy supply. Like, let's get on it. Let's get Elon Musk. Let's get fucking Grimes and let's well, that, send him into a lab exactly. and let's get some fucking energy. Yeah, get XAE4241 <laughs> and let's, let's know that there is energy independence to be had and it's in wind and it's in air yeah. and it's in water and it's in other things that are not fossil fuels. Yeah. 23 rescinds the Trump administration racist 1776 commission directs agencies to review their actions to ensure racial equity so what was the 1776 commission the 1776 commission was going to be an an education uh, we can call it an educational reform to implement in schools to go against the 1619 project 1619 project was sort of to teach students about slavery the beginning of slavery in this country how it unfolded how it affected the economy how this entire country wouldn't have been rich had it not been for slavery i mean it really gets into the 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 nuts and bolts of slavery and how it affects the economy the people blah blah blah. 1776 wanted to go in and be like white history yeah glossing it over taking it out of the history books and it was a whole i think it was like a whole commission trump invented in order to yeah whitewash history it's disgusting so gross disgusting 24 prevents workplace discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity (gasps) thank you wow i thought Silly me. I thought (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg did that so long ago. 25 reverses the Trump administration mandate that excluded non-citizens from the U.S. Census and appointment of congressional representatives. That's great. Great. The census is like huge and important in a million ways. It's how every single district is allotted their money. When Trump comes in and, and says people who aren't a citizen, whatever terms can't be on the census, then it's almost like the population is not what the population is and the right. money isn't given right. And it's bullshit. It's absolute right. bullshit. 26 fortifies DACA after Trump's efforts to undo protections for undocumented people brought into the country as children. The level that they hate immigrants, it's but I'm so glad that Biden is like reverse, reverse, yeah. reverse. 27 reverses the Trump administration's restrictions on U.S. entry for passport holders from seven Muslim majority countries. I had no idea that that didn't get reversed back in 2017, wow. January. So that I was that was really four years ago this month that he implemented that. 28 undoes Trump's expansion of immigration enforcement within the United States. I'm assuming that means ICE can go ahead and... Go, get, get the on ice. fuck out of everyone's lives and leave everyone alone. Yeah. 29 halts construction of the Trump border wall by terminating the national emergency declaration used to fund it. I mean, oh, they didn't use all the money Steve Bannon robbed and defrauded people out of 30 extends deferrals of deportation and work authorizations for Liberians with a safe haven in the United States until June 30th, 2022. I didn't know there was a thing going on with Liberians, but that's very nice. 31 
requires executive branch appointees to sign an ethics pledge, barring them from acting in personal interest and requiring them to uphold the independence of the Department of Justice. Slow clap for that I one. I mean, 32 directs the Office of Management and Budget Director to develop recommendations to modernize regulatory review and undoes Trump's corrupt regulatory approval process. Time to get some regulations and start regulating the bitches. Paloop. Okay, now it's time to take a little trip to Cabinet Street. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Cabinet Street? How to get to Cabinet Street? How to get to Cabinet Street? I'm not sure they know how to get there because... No one's telling a shit. Because no one's been confirmed. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, due to the fact that Republicans in Congress staged a crunch-wrap coup on the Capitol, many of Biden's cabinet nominees have yet to be voted on and confirmed by the Senate. The House is busy impeaching Trump, but the Senate, who should have nothing but time to hold these confirmation hearings, are busy doing what they do best, obstructing. That's right. Senate Republicans are the undefeated gold medalist champs in obstructionism. They wrote the book. They invented the game. They perfected the plays. They deflated the balls. And now they're trying to make illegal trades in order to continue their winning streak. And so far, they are doing a damn good job because apparently they've got the Tom fucking Brady of obstruction ball, Mitch McConnell. And unfortunately, we've got a lifetime red shirt who's done nothing but ride the bench his whole career, Chuck fucking Schumer. That's so annoying. And in a nail by finish we managed to tie the senate and technically we're supposed to have a majority with kamala harris as the tie-breaking vote but chuck schumer can't even get mitch mcconnell to agree on how the senate is going to operate the literal nuts and bolts of running the senate because mcconnell won't agree to anything if democrats don't guarantee him the key to winning any obstructing ball game the filibuster well of course, Democrats aren't stupid enough to give Republicans full reign of the filibuster, which would allow them to block every single thing on Joe Biden's agenda. But they're certainly not smart enough to call in the VP with the WAP, Kamala Harris, to override Mitch McCorp's turtle and his blockade bullshit. So we all just sit here waiting, wondering when will anything be done and voted on in the Senate? But that's another story for another day. Hopefully that plays out one way or another this week so we get on with the business of getting on. But until then, we're going to do a little meet and greet on Cabinet Street and try and get to know the important players in the Biden administration who have been confirmed. It occurred to me this week that when we did this the first time, way back in 2016 for Trump's cabinet, we made it a point to remember every single person's name and flesh them out to be the three-dimensional monsters that they were. <laughs> From Rex Tillerson to Betsy DeVos to Steve Mnuchin, there wasn't a rancid pube hiding in Trump's lunch that we didn't know about. That's right. And like Brandy said, this is going to be an ongoing process each week as more and more of the Biden nominees are confirmed. But let's all do our best to know these people for who they are and what they've done, good and bad, 
in the assumption that unlike Trump's people, they'll be here for the next two years. <laughs> yeah, at least. The thing is, only two of Biden's 23 cabinet picks that require Senate confirmation have even been confirmed. So we are going to do this segment every week until all of the nominees have been confirmed. And when it's all said and done, we're going to be like Joy Reid up in this bitch. We're going to know our government better than the people working there. <laughs> okay, so first and foremost is Secretary of Defense General Lloyd Austin. Now, I don't know how we're going to remember his name other than just remembering his name. It would help if he had a corny nickname like General Mad Dog Mattis, which kept us remembering General Mad Dog yeah, Mattis' right. name. I keep on thinking of Christopher Lloyd, which makes me think of Back to the Future. So we're going to go ahead and think of him as General Lloyd, Back to the Future, Austin. Yes. Yeah. General Lloyd, Back to the Future, Austin. I already can kind of remember it. I know. Me too. <laughs> so now for the hot goss. Lloyd Austin is a legend in military circles. He'll be the first black secretary of defense. And before he retired in 2016, he was the head of U.S. Central Command and the commander of all the U.S. troops in Iraq. The head of Central Command, okay? We're talking Sean Connery in The Hunt for Red October or Denzel Washington in Crimson Tide or that one dude in Top Gun who makes Maverick go fight the Russian MiGs, okay? Or any movie where Morgan Freeman is the president and there's like a main military dude doing shit. So yes to all of it. And yes to General Lloyd Austin, okay? Who is 67 years old. He's from Georgia and his dad was a mailman. Mm. Another really interesting thing about this guy, other than the fact that he's making literal history as the first black secretary of defense, which is giving us all the tingly feels, is that he has vowed with his newly appointed position to take on extremism in all branches and areas of the military and also the pervasive and permissive climate of sexual assault and harassment mm -hmm. in the military, mm -hmm. which is there. And it's so gross. Yeah. And I just you told me and it made me like a girl was just killed December 30th murdered. What we learned is that early on in his career, about 25 years ago, a network of skinhead soldiers was mm. uncovered after they murdered a black couple on Lloyd Austin's Air Force Base. Apparently, it was like two dozen soldiers that were found to have ties to neo-Nazi and extremist groups. Mm -hmm. You know, um, in today's terms, <laughs> Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, and Three Percenters. Despite the fact that this guy's only been retired for four years, he really seems to have a very human approach to being Secretary of Defense. If you've watched him talk or just the things he said, you're like, oh my God. The fear is always that he's still stuck in that hardcore soldier mindset, but he really seems to understand the civilian demands of the military. He's committed to hiring a staff of career civilians rather than former uniformed officers. We haven't seen much of him because, of course, the lamestream media is too busy covering Trump's impeachment and McConnell's cock blockery. But we like what we've seen so far. We like it a lot. Okay, so that was who, meow, meow? General Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future, Austin. And he is going to be what? Secretary of Defense. And he's from where? Georgia. And his dad was a what? Mailman. And he's like who in what movies? He's like Sean Connery, Denzel Washington, and in uh, Top Gun. So filling the ubiquitous yet mysterious role of White House Chief of Staff is plain Jane Ron Klain. <laughs> now, Ron Klain seems nice enough. He's probably not as white and bland as he comes across. Supposedly, he's been a close friend and aide to Joe Biden since the 80s, which at this point was 97 years ago. <laughs> so I'm quite sure he's perfected the vibe of a non-threatening, uninteresting, agreeable lump. And that's exactly what his energy is. He's already been on Meet the Press a couple times. And he regularly says Chuck's name when he answers questions. 
questions, which lets you know that this isn't his first rodeo. <laughs> you know, Chuck, we've been working at this for quite a while. I don't like your attitude, frankly. <laughs> and um, you can purse your lips all you want and you can, you know, however you want to do it. Your mouth looks like a vagina. And I just want to let you know, Chuck, that we are going to work tirelessly uh, to make sure that every single person in the United States gets themselves a vaccine. We're going to get vaccines for vaccinations, arms for vaccinating vaccines. <laughs> yep. Okay. And that's how we're going to do it, Chuck. Okay, Chuck. All right, Chuck. He said vaccinators. Okay, Ron. So we don't really know if we like plain Jane Ron Klain. We definitely don't dislike him, right, Mamma? No, we don't dislike him. We're glad Joe Biden has a friend. And the office of the chief of staff is basically that of an asshole gatekeeper who sets the president's schedule. Yeah. And I say asshole because all good gatekeepers are assholes. The term gatekeeper, in fact, means asshole. Just <laughs> ask any TV development executive. They love crushing dreams. And if you still doubt it, in a movie about the 2000 election recount, Ron Klain was played by one of the biggest <laughs> assholes ever in history, Kevin Spacey. That's right. <laughs> what's That's his a, name? Ron Klain. Plain and, Jane Ron Klain. And what's his position? Chief of Staff for and President Biden. What for Madam he, President Biden. And what does he do as Chief of Staff? He's the gatekeeper. He keeps the schedule. So if someone calls, Oh, hello, it's <laughs> me. I'm President of Monrovia. And then they want to, what, have a phone meeting, a Zoom meeting with Biden? We want to meet with, with Madam President Biden <laughs> because we don't want to do climate or we have all oils and we want new pipeline and also we want to um, make sure human rights. Okay, yeah, President Biden has to definitely meet with China first, Russia, all of Europe, definitely Canada, Australia, New Zealand, for sure, <laughs> um, Japan at least five times before we meet with you. But we will put you on the schedule for three years from now. Oh, all right. But can I come to maybe United States and maybe get named COVID vaccine? No. <laughs> Supposedly no. Ron Klain, he helped prepare Biden wow. or Obama, Hillary for like the debates. Wow. He does not look like a debater. I'm sure okay. doesn't. He's probably a wolf in sheep's clothing. For sure. But keep that gate, honey. Keep yeah. that gate. Yeah. Well, next up is Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Janet Yellen is a bad biatch, who again is making history as the first woman to ever lead the U.S. Treasury. And again, it gives us all the WAP feels. The fact that these people are breaking barriers for future generations with the help of Joe Biden cannot be understated. It is so important that these positions, which have always been given to white men, are now filled with members of minority groups. Every step in this direction takes us closer to closing the income gap and the massive economic disparities in this country. And it's really all I care about. Spread the wealth, people. <laughs> yeah. And Janet Yellen is going to spread it. She's in her mid-70s. <laughs> she has white hair. She was born in Brooklyn. And she has a very distinctive and distinguished way of talking. And I fucking love Janet Yellen. I could not pick a better person to rid the bad aftertaste of Steve Mnuchin from our mouths. She's undeniably brilliant. And she just has this steadfast energy that makes me feel calm and cared for. Here's what damn it, Janet sounds like. <laughs> Neither the president-elect nor I proposed this release, relief package without an appreciation for the country's debt burden. But right now, with interest rates at historic lows, the smartest thing we can do is act big. In the long run, I believe the benefits will far outweigh the costs especially if we care about helping people who've now bear, been struggling for a very long time. Bear with me here. 
I feel like she's giving me the girl version of the nerd you do that has the mana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I enjoy very much um, <laughs> going through to my fourth level paladin. Um, <laughs> you know, that's where we... Yeah, I don't know where that accent's coming from for her. But you know those guys who play these fucking online games and look for the mana and the fucking jewels and the swords and stuff? They are smart and they like to crunch numbers and oh i can already her just saying that her just talking about i literally checked out <laughs> i don't know what she said you know, I, but i can tell you that as a person who is terrible with numbers awful with money doesn't understand that stuff gets too overwhelmed it makes me crazy i ha i can't focus on it at all and to hear her talking i'm like I don't even I, I don't even know what I was thinking about, but it made me feel so good because I know that she's going to take care of it. I just think that yes. if we all were to get the vaccine, that it will all eventually that no matter how you might feel about it, <laughs> that it will it will find its way to your arm. But you cannot be found unless you are being open and also open yourself to being the one that is uh, not lost. <laughs> so this is why one of the things that we must do as we <laughs> emerge from our own selves is to. Uh, start big, grow, uh, grow up, and also it will be from COVID that we also find ourselves going into probably 14,000 new pandemics. But I'm going to make sure that we don't get sick from them. You know, she is like the perfect business manager that you would just, you wouldn't ever worry that she's like putting you in a Ponzi scheme. She's not Bernie Madoffing you. Right. She's not also skimming off the top. Every right. time you see her, she's in the same blue dress. It's almost like when, a, uh, I mean, I know that whether it's real or not, like a psychic is like, oh my God, your energy. I just feel that you should do this or that. The other thing, they really are thinking of you in some weird way. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I believe it, but I really do feel cared about by you. And she's. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm giving off that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that she's is like a person, but does that with like numbers and stuff and data. I would give her all my money. I'd give her all my money. All my money. I'd give her all my would, dollar. And I would not even have any money at all. And I would just trust she's going to come back in an hour with like a little bit more money for yep. me. And I would just be like, I'm waiting. And then people would be like, are you sure you gave her every doll? You didn't even take. Nope. I gave it all. She just gives me that yeah. fucking feeling. Yep. I could listen to her talk. I'm probably going to gather together a lot of clips, make myself an ASMR montage <laughs> reel and just have her talk in that thing. Because, yeah, you zoned out because it just makes you go. It's like, know, oh, she's it's, got it. Is it hypnotizing? I'm not sure. Hypnotizing. I feel comfortable. I know, I feel safe. She's got it handled. And also, I'm never going to know anything about it. So unless right. not like Steve Mnuchin, where he seems like Lying. he's stealing your money. Yep. Shady. <sighs> well, as Treasury Secretary, she's fifth in line where anything to happen to the president. And she will oversee everything from tax collection to public debt management to the implementation of international sanctions. But right off the bat, as she said in the clip, her first job is to spearhead the economic recovery from the pandemic. And we believe she's going to kill it. So let's rock it, fucking Janet. Let's get those $1,400 payments sent out. And let's make a special note on my taxes. A, not to audit me. And B, if you're going to forgive student loan, why don't you go ahead and forgive the back taxes that I owe and all the debt that I'm in? Damn it, Janet. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of 
or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on is hard, <laughs> especially when half the fucking country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the other half are whiny, entitled virtue signalers who are too busy fighting Bernie battles with their own side to win the war. But hey, we survived a pandemic and Jojo and Kiki are finally inaugurated. And apparently, according to Mamau, she thinks they all boned down in the in the White House, in the VP House. That's so that right. proves anything is possible if we believe in miracles and have faith that they'll happen. And the person that we have that is solely responsible for providing us with that faith and belief is you, Mamau. I like literally feel like Joe Biden and Jill Biden danced together somewhere like my parents would do you know what i mean that is so romantic and just very very hallmark love like you just went into a moulin rouge daydream about those two you know i think this week was off to a good start you know it's very weird i'm pivoting my lighthouse light onto grosser pastures okay so I, you know, I'm excited that we still have so many different disgusting pools to choose from. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because as we go from the romance of Jojo and Kiki, I think that it's time to now go, okay, that's there. But we've got a whole lot of dumpster fires that are going on still. So it's time to take the light and shine it. We've got Fox News still, One American News, Newsmax, The Federalist, Breitbart, QAnon, Half the Country, Men. Just kidding. Most men, the women who love them. Just kidding. We're all disgusting. Everybody's disgusting, but men. Now, I will say women better be careful right now because we seem to be producing a whole lot of garbage lately. Am I right? You're right, Karen. Thank you. I mean, with Karens and these QAnon women, like, it's not a good look. It's not good. We are losing our moral authority here. Anyway, as I search for some good news, I had vowed last week to keep it positive and not debase myself to indulge in a negative positive. Well, fuck that. I am so enraged by the Republicans and every living Trump. And we have been wondering. We've been, you and I have been talking. Where's Trump? Where's Trump? Besides getting his legal team together, laundering all the money he's raising, planning on laundering money with his fake Trump library, hiding money from the money he just raised from storming the Capitol, working on making sure Melania stays married to him until his hearing is over and she doesn't fuck up her non-disclosure agreement, moving around money he's hidden from not paying taxes, and of course, making sure everyone who's given him money, aka Putin, China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, QAnon, Proud Boys, Boogaloo Boys, the three percenters, actual Nazis, Hitler's dead body, neo-Nazis, America first, white supremacists who I imagine to include Toby Keith, Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, and David Duke, Trump has been radio silent and nowhere to be seen until this weekend. Turns out he took his fat ass outside of Mar-a-Lago to cheat and golf and show off the best attribute to himself, which is his red MAGA hat. Now, I don't like Make America Great Again, but a goddamn it, I have to admit that hat fits him perfectly and it's exactly how i want a baseball hat to fit my fat head yeah it really sits so while on his golf course his green putting and planning on who he can rape next some fairy angel geniuses flew a couple little planes overhead where trump and everyone around mar-a-lago and the entirety of west palm beach could see and they flew a couple of messages in the sky Trump could look up from his cheating and see a plane flying overhead. He could look up from secretly moving his ball into an easier (laughs) position. Exactly. And there were two planes that went over with two different um, signs. 
The first one went and it said, worst president ever. And then one went and it said, Trump, you pathetic loser, go back to Moscow. And he saw them. You know, now, you told me this and I have to just say, mm-hmm. that's a move that was invented for and by Big Brother Nation, okay? Yes, yes. Because rich people who get obsessed with Big Brother literally cannot handle that they sit in that house and the producers control the game. <laughs> so they hire and spend all the money to have a plane fly overhead with like a, a tail behind it with a message. Like, right, exactly. Like Nicole and C- <laughs> Cody are have an alliance. They have a final two deal. Yep. And I like to really think because Evil Dick lives in Florida. Yes. And despises Trump and does have money. And he's been all during the pandemic holding $50 a pop Zoom happy hours mm. that he saved up all that money in order to fly that. Ooh, was Evil Dick. Trump, yeah. Trump you're a pathetic so. loser. Go back to Moscow because it really does. It's right on brand with Evil Dick. It is right. <laughs> on, you're absolutely right. And that would make it even more delightful. <laughs> I I am so delighted by this. I I, I urge you to go on to look at it, to let yourself be delighted. It's all over Twitter and made headline news, at least in the lamestream media and mainstream media and coastal elite media, which, by the way, is called the media. (laughs) And I've watched it five million times. It also bears noting that while we await the impeachment trial, which will happen, and regardless if he gets convicted, I am on Spilkies waiting to hear all the evidence and all the shady business that's going to get revealed. And we have so much to look forward to. Now we better get naming names and facing faces, okay? But until then, enjoy this list of the backlash that is befalling Trump as he awaits his hearing and walks around his golden toilet wondering if any of his doorknobs are going to get poisoned. Major companies, including the Marriott International and Citigroup, announced they would not make campaign contributions to any of the 147 members of the House and Senate who voted to challenge the state certified votes, making Joe Biden the winner of the 2020 presidential election. That's a big deal. Marriott, who's owned by Mormons and also the biggest purveyors of porn, <laughs> Amazing. are refusing to donate to Republicans. Yep. Like, let that sink in. Cumulus Media, a network which employs several high-profile conservative radio personalities, told hosts that they needed to back off of unfounded claims that the election was stolen from Trump or face termination. These are small. Some of these are small, but pretty, pretty important things that are that are backlashing for Trump and his stranglehold on all of these people. The PGA voted Sunday to cancel its agreement to hold the 2022 PGA Golf Championship at Trump's Bedminster Club. That really got him. That one definitely got him. We don't care about that, but he does. Well, he loves golf. That's that would have been a huge thing for him to to boast about. Uh, One of my favorites or the second to last favorite, New York City stopped every contract that they had with Trump. Mayor de Blasio made a statement that said the city of New York will not be associated with those unforgivable acts in any shape, way or form. And we are immediately taking steps to terminate all Trump organization contracts. Now, that was like what the ice skating rink at Rockefeller Center. Like he ran all that like yeah, iconic he had, shit. Yes. He got like a small dividend from like running that shit. And uh, there were some other things, too. And finally, once a safe haven for Trump, Mar-a-Lago has also seemingly turned against him with members who have reportedly silently walked out since his departure from the White House. Some reportedly don't want to be associated with a one term president, while others have complained about the food being terrible. Ugh. So there's that. Freedom. Freedom.
So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening to this dumb podcast. We love you and appreciate all 14 of you so much, especially now. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules. And best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. That's right. They aren't consistent, but they're long and they're cheap. It's only a dollar if you sign up for one hour long podcast a week and two dollars for two hour long podcasts per week. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to our whole back catalog, which is hundreds of hours of stupid, stress-free podcasts. Plus, you get the philanthropic satisfaction of knowing that with one single dollar, you are contributing to what has become basically our sole source of income in this pandemic. God forbid the Patreon ever gets shut down. We my would parcel. die. But if being pressured to help us pay our bills out of the kindness of your heart isn't working, then go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and listen to a free episode to see if you like it. All you have to do is scroll down the locked podcast until you get to September and look for the episode called Windows Up Sing Time and then just press play. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything. You don't have to sign up for anything. You can just listen to it. That's right. And I know we tell you this every time, but if you do decide to sign up, navigating the DGP Patreon community and listening to the podcast is super easy. You can always just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and it's all right there. Or you can do everything on the Patreon app, which is free and available in every app store. Or in terms of listening, the easiest thing to do is import our Patreon podcast feed into iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. So all your podcasts are in one place. Look, you know you're curious, so you might as well try it because we're literally never going to stop bugging about it. Never. We physically can't stop. We mentally can't stop. And we financially can't stop. (laughs) So it is what it is. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because... When you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day. But by night, I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual 
show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan and he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the race is really to blame so I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> <laughs> 